From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition, episode 135, for the week of May 2nd, 2013. The Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition is brought to you by Treatments Unlimited Travel, helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello everyone, welcome to the show. I'm your host Tom Bell and I'm joined by our Disneyland team, Nancy Johnson, Wayne Toygo, Mary Jo Malata-Willie, and Tony Spatel. In this segment, Tony continues his culinary quest crossing over Harbor Avenue to Anaheim Garden Walk. And what are we going to talk about, Tony? We're talking about Fire and Ice. Yet another band that we were in. <laughs> I was going to say, I was picturing you with the old, uh, with the old torch trying to stick it down the back of your throat. Wow. I wasn't oh, picturing that at all. I, I, the fire and the torch is okay, but this, never mind. <laughs> um, anyways, um, yes, fire and ice with a plus sign, grill and bar. Fire, fire plus ice. I've been wondering and, how that place is, so well, I'm excited to hear. And to hear a little bit of, um, well, before I get into the story of how I found out about it, even though you think as a podcaster we'd know, um, notice how I threw everybody else under the bus yes, for not knowing that one. Yeah, um, thank you. That, uh, yeah, we're gonna, um, first I'm talking about like, well, how I found out about it, and then, um, kind of what the whole, I don't want to say gimmick, but the whole deal is with yeah, it, kind of like its gimmick, purpose. Yeah. And then how you get started there, because you do have to explain how you get started at this restaurant. It's not like a normal restaurant. There are menu items and then dishes, which I know is confusing, because how could you have a menu item and not a dish? But I'll explain that. There's my little tease. And then a little talk a lot about their atmosphere, and then end it with like the logistics of how much stuff costs and some tips and suggestions to making it a good experience, because now everybody's intrigued, because we're talking about experiencing a restaurant. But really... Tom, yeah, I, you have to yeah, explain it. Yeah, yeah. This isn't a place you can just show up and eat. So, um, you have to have a plan. I, yeah, I and if, if people are are listeners of the podcast, obviously they are because they're listening. But our uh, <laughs> I couldn't come up with the adjective. Our regular, thank you, yes. regular listeners of the podcast, they know that I work in Anaheim, not near Disneyland, but not that far away. And a couple of um. My coworkers talked about going to Fire and Ice, and they tried to explain it to me, and I just didn't get it. Like, what? It's a Mongolian barbecue place, but you can get burgers. How does that work? I was totally confused, but they kind of explained it, and I went, okay, I gotta check this out for myself. And since it's, you know, near Disneyland and Garden Walk, we can do a segment on it. So, I took my son one time, and then I took, well, I guess Tom and I took each other. Okay. You took your date. Yeah, I took no. No, we had, it was a business meeting. It was a, we had a business meeting yeah. the second time. So we could try it, um, two days so we could have a different perspective and also so that, um, because I went at brunch and, uh, on a Sunday and Tom went with me at dinner. So what it is is they call it a Mongolian, an Americanized version of a Mongolian barbecue. So for those that aren't familiar, wow, I sound like Nancy. For, so for those that aren't familiar with, <laughs> yes, your phrase. Those that aren't familiar with um, Mongolian barbecue, that's the thing they usually have in the mall now with a big, huge slab of metal. Go ahead. You know what, Nancy? You could probably explain it better. No, seriously, I'm not. <clears throat> Go ahead. No, that's okay. A Mongolian barbecue is about a four-foot diameter um, flat grill, and you select your food out of, you know, you walk along a, um, a refrigerated 
thing, picking out different food items on your plate, and then you hand the plate to the people at the grill, and they use chopsticks because it's a very old form of cooking. They use chopsticks and stuff to turn your food around and cook it all up on the big grill, and they can do several people's food all at the same time. So they can cook, I would say, about eight people's food. Based on that size. Yeah, based on about that size. So, um, so that's what a basic Mongolian barbecue place is. Now, again, this is different. So how big would you say theirs is? <laughs> I, I, yeah, I know, Tom. Go ahead. 15, Not four feet. F- 15 inch, 15 foot diameter? I don't know. Yeah, it's gigantic. Really? Yeah. Yes, it's that wow. large. With, oh a circle, with a circle in the middle. Yeah. So Okay, um, so you can actually access the middle? No. No. No? No. no I, don't know, so, I don't know why there's a circle in the middle. Yeah, but anyways, and, and they don't use chopsticks. They use because it's not just Asian food. Right. They use it's a big griddle, and they use um, spatulas. Yeah. And so, okay. um, what they sell themselves as is a um, Americanized um, a Mongolian grill. And mm-hmm. so that's where okay, the burger. I'm still kind of confused when I heard about it. I went online and got the number, and I went, "Hey, you know, Angela, let's go tonight. It's Saturday." They kind of laughed at me. I mean, not meanly, but. I had to make a re- no. You you'd have to have a reservation. We're totally sold out, and so what I gather is on the weekends it's out of control, crowded, like just wall to wall people. And so again, I'm still thinking it's okay. It's a Mongolian. Like, what's the deal? I don't get what's so and, special. And it's about a this. garden walk, please. And it's a garden walk. But you know what? Now that I've been back twice, I've gone to the Cheesecake Factory to do the art exhibit, <laughs> you know? and I did the um, and I did um, the Fire and Ice twice. Garden Walk isn't dead. It just has a lot of empty shops. But all the things that are there that are food-related are busy. On a Friday night and a Saturday night or at night, it's, yeah. it's doing well. You have a long well. wait. Yeah. Yeah, it's doing well. They're just a lot of empty storefronts, which they, which for people who want to know, it doesn't feel desolated when you go there. Desolate, not desolated. Desolate when you go there Either because way. they've, yeah. yeah, but they've, they've painted it over like Anaheim cityscapes and old oh, yeah, Anaheim. I didn't even notice because, that the, that canvas was a storefront. Yeah, but those, I mean, those are all empty storefronts. But anyways, it's in the back in Garden Walk. And so I decided to go Sunday for brunch. Like, oh, yeah, you can walk in, no problem. And so basically what it is is you get to pick from a variety of ingredients, which I'm going to go into in a second, and give them to the chef, and they cook them for you. So I guess I'll go... um talk a little bit now about getting started. And so when you go in there, they talk to you because this is kind of like you're going, you know, do I can't give a good metaphor what it's like. Excuse me, that'd be simile. Let's start that one over, Tommy. Okay. Is it almost like a tour of the facility when they... Yes. Well, you know what? They didn't give a tour, which I wish they would have. And that's one of my suggestions, tips. But um, they, they explain to you, have you ever been with us before? And we say no. Obviously, and then they say, well, we're an Americanized Mongolian grill, and what you do is you use the, you get the metal, they have metal bowls for the meat, so you put your metal, you use your uh, metal bowls for the meat, and then you use, and then you get your meat, and then you get vegetables and all this other, you know, other ingredients, and then you use the plastic cups for the sauces, and you can mix and match the sauces, and then you go up to the grill and give it to them, and they'll cook it for you. And there's also pasta and different kinds of meat and a little salad bar. That still wasn't to me a good enough explanation. And I'm not, okay, Tom and I are not simple people. We are, we're capable of understanding, but it's, with a lot of people, it gets a little confusing. And that's why we have some suggestions and tips for them. 
But when Andrew and I went, it was in the morning. There was there weren't a lot of people there, and it was easy. So we went for brunch, Andrew and I first, and brunch is priced at thirteen ninety nine. And what they do differently from brunch to lunch is brunch you can get omelets, and you can get um, pancakes, and they make Mickey pancakes. And um, do they really? They do. Yep. Oh wow, nice. So um, what they what you do is so just imagine a huge salad bar full of ingredients that's not just salad so let me give you what they have all the different things you can get in there this is going to take us a few minutes so uh let's see and this was at brunch so at brunch they had okay they had fruit which is not something you would cook up this is for pancake toppings they had chocolate chips a chocolate like cream which i didn't understand uh granola probably to maybe Put inside a rolled up or folded up. Well, that's what I thought, and then I gave it to him, and he's like, "Oh no, you put this on the end." I went, "Okay." And uh, they um for that <laughs> omelet that um hey, I'm just telling you what they said. Okay. Um, they had omelet toppings because it was brunch, where at night this would be the salad bar, not the same toppings, but different um different food there. They had green onions, bacon, ham, mushrooms, tomatoes, red peppers, green peppers. Onions, cilantro, and so you'd put that in your bowl and then give it to them and say, you want an omelet? And then they pour the eggs on and make the omelet and then add the cheese at the end. They had, at brunch, they had bread for French toast. Now, I don't, I didn't actually make that, but there was, I'm looking right now at the picture and I will post it on a blog. As you can see, because a lot of this needs to be seen. There was just a bunch of bread that you could give them and then they would, I guess, dip it in the egg stuff and put it right on the grill, griddle for um, French toast. Or an egg sandwich, which I had never tried. They had some cinnamon rolls because you can only eat so much. Okay, so that's basically the breakfasty portion of it. They have pasta, fried rice, different kinds of pasta. They had bow tie pasta, penne yeah, like pasta, six, six different types spaghetti of pasta. pasta. Yeah. yeah, and that was the same at brunch, mm. fettuccine, and um, dinner. So Does all this the pasta get grilled? Yes. We'll, we yeah. will discuss that. Okay. Yes, Nancy was, was Nancy there? Okay, it's a main, no, my daughter came in to say goodnight. Um, but. Know, were you hiding at Fire and Ice? How do you know it gets grilled? Maybe. Every whole- freaking single Mongolian barbecue you've ever been to has had noodles. And you put the noodles in your bowl along with the meat and the veggies and stuff like that and all the sauces. And then you just dump it on. And it's, I've always had noodles in my Mongolian barbecue. Well, yes, so have I. But this is, remember, Americanized Mongolian barbecue. Well, we're it doesn't about that matter. Is the basis it's traditional. Of question. You, you, we of course know Asian noodles, but these aren't Asian noodles. These are yes, and we will discuss that. There's, I did have an issue with that. Uh, Snap green peas, bean sprouts. Now here we get into the Asian stuff. Um, Tofu, whatever those little corn on the cobs are called. Little corn on the cobs. Okay, cool. Uh, (laughs) Mushrooms, bell peppers. I can never find the right size little things to go in the side. Never mind. Zucchini, broccoli, water chestnuts, tomatoes, potatoes. Really? Um, red potatoes. They had them at brunch for okay, some reason. No. Oh, uh, you know what? I'm guessing if you wanted to make hash browns. Okay. Onions, chopped onions, uh, pineapple, jalapenos, cilantro, spinach, um, yellow zucchini, squash, excuse me, zucchini squash, bean, uh, pinto beans, which they also had at dinner. Then they get into their meats, which included seafood. So they had mussels, lobster, I think, ta- what's the one with the T, Tom? Talap. Tilapia, tilapia, squid, um, and squid. 
They had meatballs. Remember, this word's the Americanized part. They had sh- um, shaved sirloin. Cool. They had uh, Italian sausage, chicken. Uh, what am I missing? Chicken and then full, like, chunks of sirloin. Hamburger patties, pork chops, hot dogs, and bacon. Hence the Americanized, the create-your-own-burger side. So this is all different. Yeah, this is why it's really hard to explain unless you're there. Because imagining it in your head, it's kind of confusing. But basically imagine a big rounded, like half semicircle. Well, that would be what a semicircle is, for those of you that don't know what semi means. A half semicircle of a salad bar with all these ingredients. I have a That's question what for you. Yeah, okay. Did they have um, like recommendations of types of dishes, like um, yes. what to select for things? Okay. Because yes, I would did. be... I, w- I wouldn't know what to, well, I would know what to choose, but I mean, I would think that there's the opportunity to have a really messed up meal, you know. Yeah. You, <laughs> they do, and that's like one any of my, Mongolian barbecue, yep. <laughs> and, that, and that's one of my tip suggestions. Yeah, but it was it's, different it's about this place. It's all you can eat, though, so. It's, oh, yeah, yeah, we can mention that. This is all you can eat. And also, the difference between that is in a normal Mongolian barbecue, everything pretty much goes together. Yes. You're, there's nothing you're going to put on there that doesn't make any it's sense. Screw Here, it up, yeah. you could totally screw it up if you did it wrong. Okay, I found the pictures of my, um, it was tilapia, calamari, sorry. I, yeah, I don't I think they it. had lobster. Uh, sorry. A crab meat. Yeah, yeah. You how much I eat crab seafood. With a K. Crab meat. Yeah. Um, mussels. Okay, so, let me go to. And then, and for dinner they had a full, uh, small salad bar. Yes, they had a small, 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 oh, small salad bar and two <laughs> kinds of soup, rather than the breakfasty oh, stuff. Oh, sorry. That we after the about. meats, they had all the sauces. Yes, and where are my pictures of the sauces? And, and there maybe. was like what, ten or twelve different sauces? Yes, and it was re- stuff like you know sweet chili sauce and Yum. sauces like uh, pesto, fi- Alfredo, fajita marinara, sauce. fajita sauce, uh, cheese sauce, like teriyaki sauce. sauce. Just, ran, just like literally like twenty, maybe fifteen different sauces. So you could mix anything you wanted. So you could have chicken alfredo, you know, chicken um, pasta, chicken alfredo. So that's menu items. So what they did do, Mary Jo. Now when you get to dishes, I'll tell you what I ate, and then Tom will tell you what he ate, and what Andrew ate, and then um, what they suggested, and then what I thought was a success and was not. So they have in the back which I don't think is necessarily the best placement for these things, recipe ideas. I'm looking at the picture right now. Chicken Alfredo, and they tell you what to do. Fettuccine, broccoli, mushrooms, chicken, and Alfredo sauce. Like, I kind of figured that one out. But, yeah, exactly. Uh, okay. Yeah. They have Philly cheesesteak, which Andrew got, which said, chafed steak, onions, peppers, and mushrooms, rolls and cheese are at the grill. So you bring them over to the bowl, and then they'll go ahead and make, they'll give you the bun and give you a Philly cheesesteak. Then they gave you a suggestion of a Cajun burger. Uh, they have creative concepts on the chalkboards in the back. Uh, chicken steak burrito, bell peppers, fajita sauce, beans, onions, and tomatoes. And they had tortillas, because remember the bartender came over and asked if we had yeah. asked for tortillas. Yeah. So they, you can get those. You can get tortillas uh, or you could get, uh, steamed rice, right? Steamed rice, and then also buns if you're getting like a, yeah. a sandwich. And, that, and all that's included. Yeah. My favorite, uh, concept that they gave me, cause I wouldn't have figured this out, stir fry. Isn't really anything on the griddle stir fry, but shaved steak, mushrooms, broccoli, tofu. And teriyaki sauce, yeah. okay. If you really need to read that one, you need to leave this place because that's really the obvious thing to get. But um, what's interesting is you're true. That's true. Is on the um website 
they do have like really this is the thing like if you go to the website it gives you ideas and what they have on there and things to combine with each other so it kind of helps you out there that's one tip is go to the website and see what they have to really get a better idea so i so andrew had the cheesesteak and he loved it but he's an 11 year old boy so i mean um i we both we shared an omelet and it was a good omelet it wasn't great like the best omelet i ever had was a good omelet i mean this is all you can eat and it's all you can eat and they're cooking it for you um we had a pancake which was good and then i had i know andrew had pasta he wanted a pesto alfredo pasta we didn't eat the whole thing because we're just trying to try as many different things as we could and uh here's wayne your question i did not like the way they did the pasta because the pasta got griddled so Mm -hmm. it didn't the texture was wrong so i would not suggest getting pasta the flavors were fine, but I mean they have the sauce, and you, I mean you, you make it yourself. Well, yeah, because I don't know how you. Cook well, it. pasta has a tendency to dry out when it hits a flat griddle, and it can, you know, it's like if you ever baked a lasagna too right. long with the pasta yeah. not having enough moisture in it. Yeah. I, I'm aware of how. Like I know. Well, no, I mean for those of our fans who are not exactly home cooks, <laughs> which I'm sure there are a few guys out there and uh, gals. But what, okay, so, but that goes back to what Nancy was talking about with the pasta, the Mongolian place. What they usually do is pour a bunch of water on the pasta to kind of, mm-hmm. to make it so mm-hmm. that it's not, they don't do the pasta like that. They just throw it on with everything else. And you'll see on the blog with the pictures, they just have these lines of food. You know, like a, a, a big line of food. How and many, then, you know. How many people do you think fit around that grill? Like, <sighs> How many meals? 20 or, I mean... 20, something like that. And what they do is, so there's a counter... You're a foot of cooking space, and if it's 15 diameter, yeah, and pi so, R squared. So what they do is, um, they there's a big counter around the griddle that you stand at. And then I'll talk right. about atmosphere later, which relates to their atmosphere. But, um, so I didn't, I thought, I thought the pasta, I didn't like it because they made my penne kind of crunchy. Like, it, I mean... Like a good grilled cheese sandwich would be on one of the sides, and I don't didn't like it. Um, but everything you make, you make yourself, and so you can add whatever flavors and salts and whatever you want. Tom and I agreed now that we went twice, make sure you season it yourself or tell them to season it. Tom? Yeah, and I think that was what my most successful dish, I think, is the one I said, hey, can you put some salt and pepper on that? Yeah. And then I made a burger twice, both times, because I got to make my own burger, and it was a really good burger. And I know you're thinking, well, it's a Mongolian grill, but you could put whatever you wanted on it. So I did – I wish they would have had different cheeses. They only had Swiss, American, and cheddar. What's really cool is the way they put – they actually put the cheese on the griddle by itself. And then they scoop it up with the, the, the uh, spatula and put it right on. They don't put it on the burger itself. Um, so I got burger with bacon, grilled onions and mushrooms. And then they put the, gr- I mean, it's a, I think it's a really good burger cause it's, it's like all, a, it's like a diner burger cause it's on it's a, a flat top. Basically. Yeah. And yeah. I, I personally prefer burgers that aren't flame grilled. I like the ones that are all greasy and, and they're hot cause they're right off the grill. And so I really actually suggest making the burger if you have the room in your stomach for it. Um, I didn't do anything crazy other than a normal stir fry, which was a normal stir. I mean, it's not like this is the best stir fry I've ever had because basically I made it myself and they just cooked it. Like it's this, the one suggest, one of the suggestions I would make is make sure you salt and pepper it before because they'll just, they'll just cook it up for you and give it right back to you. 
Um, and then I didn't try anything crazy with the sauces. I just used the teriyaki sauce and nothing special. But I guess if I wanted to, I could have put like Alfredo or pesto on my burger or my chicken or whatever. Back to that pasta dish. So they had to cook raw chicken with the pasta, hence the pasta not being done, kind of being overdone. I mean, they do separate the stuff and they're doing, you know, 20 people at the same time. But, um, I just, the pasta, I would stay away from, but everything else was good. The cheesesteak was really good and you can tell them to put, you know, you put whatever you want on it. Um, Tom, what did you have? Um, I think the first time through I went, I just got some vegetables and some chicken and shrimp and I can't remember what sauce I had. And then second time through, I did a pork chop. A full pork chop. A full pork chop. It's the, it's the thin sliced pork chops. But again, I didn't say put salt and pepper on it. So they, when you, and you, you, I gave them the sauce and I did like a spicy sauce, but basically the sauce got on the vegetables, not on the pork chop. So there really wasn't a lot of flavor to the pork chop. But I think if you tell them I want this, they'll do it. Yeah, exactly. And but I, they're not yeah. going to suggest or ask or it's just kind of okay, give it to us right. and then we'll cook it. And then the, and so, the, and then the third thing is I had I had a burger. And that was that was a great burger except I was too full after the other two. <laughs> and to, um to enjoy it. They there's there's sides. You order your like so you we didn't order any sides. If you want french fries, that's extra. If you want dessert, that's extra. If you want, they have a bunch of different cool-looking mixed drinks that we didn't order. But if you want those, that's extra. If you want appetizers, that's extra. But but I'm Just, really I'm really pleased that tortillas are included, all the buns are included, rice uh-huh. is included. Hmm. And considering it was only sixteen ninety nine at dinner, I I think oh, we that's both, really reasonable. Yeah. So even I mean, you're making it yourself. It's all you can eat. You can walk over from Disneyland. The price. I don't think it's the greatest food I've ever eaten, but then again, I made it myself. So next time I'm like, you know, what? I'm going to use Cajun spice and, but you can get as much as you want and it's made to your own order. So hmm. I think it's actually a really good deal. Now, well, and um, that, yeah, that was my, the problem on my, my first trip was I didn't put enough in the bowl. When I got the chicken and shrimp, it's like I didn't load up the bowl. I didn't, you know, cause everything cooks down and it's like, there was like nothing on my plate when I was done. So really you do need to almost go through a fire and ice boot camp before you go in if you're really thinking about doing it at the right or go at brunch when it won't be as crowded and then you can take your time. So um I wanted to talk about the atmosphere. This place is designed to be a fun place. And so they have the bar, which is not really separated that much from the rest of the restaurant. And I've seen it on a Friday and a Saturday when we went to Cheesecake Factory and it's packed and it's, you know, Young hip looking people with the, you know, the, mm-hmm. the shirts untucked and the collars and stuff. And, um, they, um, <laughs> and the skinny jeans. Yeah. So, um, so I can fit in except for the skinny jeans. Yeah. But, um, the, uh, well, I can try to fit in. The, um, you're not fitting in skinny jeans. What the you talking about? No, no, fitting in at Fire <laughs> I'll be the, in the non, in the regular jeans. Should be the section. old man on the, at the bar. Easy. <laughs> Easy. Uh, wait, if I'm the old man, then you're the, the, the yeah, corpse exactly. at the yes, bar? Exactly. Okay. Um, so, I'll give um, the cranky old man at the bar. <laughs> so anyways, they, um, the atmosphere is really fun. And the cooks all have personalities. And I asked them, I said, how, they're like, they're, okay, so there's, like, they're playing 80s music or, you know, cool songs and stuff. And, and, um, 
the, they're singing. Not all of them, but the one guy who was there at brunch was also there at dinner. It makes me think these guys and the hostess who was at brunch was also there at dinner, which is making me think that these people work 24 hours a day. But uh, singing songs out loud and going, hey, buddy, hey, buddy, come on, let's go. Like they're they're yeah. loud, but they're fun. Yeah. And they'll kind of joke with you and they'll be, they'll be joking with each other. They're very talkative, almost like a bartender. Cause remember, you're standing around. Well, and it's grill. almost, it's almost like a, like a teppanyaki chef. Yes. And playing to the crowd yeah. and I, I, they were tossing, tossing vegetables to people, trying to, you know, get them to catch it in their mouth. And... Yeah. So, um, it's, it's, it's fun. And, when you're there, you're at the counter and you're kind of talking to them. Like at brunch, it was only a few of them, so you were talking to them, whatever. But then it was really easy to talk to the people next to you. Hey, where are you from? Because I heard an accent, and so it's it's kind of a social meal. So um, I don't know if that's with little kids, you'd have to remember that. But um, it's it's a really social, and they're talking and they're fun, so you don't feel like you want to leave. Uh, they do have a two-hour seating limit. They did <laughs> say that. you come in. Um, yeah. So it's really fun atmosphere. It's you know, it's got a cool decor, which I can't describe because I'm a dude and I can't describe decor. But it's cool and fun. And if you look at their website, that you you can you can get a lot of information from it, which is fire-ice.com, just so you know. And um, so the atmosphere is really fun and neat. The Now, I would go with – I have a lot of tips and suggestions for people going because there's things that you – I wish we would have known right. before we went. Uh, it can get really, really, really crowded. We went on a day that isn't supposed to be really crowded, but there was a, I think like a leader, uh, a high school leadership convention in town and basically a busload of people had come in and they were all teenagers. So right there slowing everything down and they all came in at the same time. So there was this, ex- this huge line to get to the salad bar or the pasta thing. And you didn't know really which side you're supposed to start on, which caused even more confusion. I'm not going to blame that on fire and ice necessarily. I mean, I guess somebody could have said something. Bad luck. It was bad luck that we got there right when all these teenagers got there. And they said, normally it's not this crowded on a Thursday night. We almost couldn't get in, right? Yeah. And like, Oh, but you can sit at the bar. We sat at the bar so we could get a seat. Normally you don't have to worry about that. But so it was really crowded, and then there was a point where you were really waiting a long time to get your food. So normally I don't, and I so there was a couple behind us that had been there before on a Friday Saturday. It's like I've never seen it this bad. So that was good to find out this is extreme because everybody showed up at the same time. So give them a second chance. And she said, Oh no, even on Fridays and Saturdays, it's they have more chefs, that's more organized. So and also you don't have a bunch of teenagers that are I'm nothing against teenagers. My son will be one in a year and a half, almost a year, but, um, the, there was that issue. So, um, but I don't blame the restaurant other than they weren't like staffed for it. So normally on busy nights, they'll have enough extra chefs and, and do all that. Cause then eventually they brought out a couple extra chefs and then they whipped through it. I would really, now that I think about it, and I don't know if Tom would agree, go over the website. So you kind of know, oh, and listen to the podcast. This will help you. Oh, yeah. But. Like, just going in, it can be a little confusing because there isn't really a beginning or an end and you don't know where to start. And then you think, well, do I get the sauces first, the pasta first? And then people will cut in and out. And so kind of – and also I think you have to have a strategy, almost like it's you're planning a Disney World trip because you got to think, okay, what am I going to – what two or three dishes or four or five, depending on you, like, am I going to eat? 
because what I found myself is I'm up there. I'm like, oh, well, do I want to go Italian or do I want to go Asian? Like, I would love for them to have, I don't know if any of you guys have been to those burger places that Tom and I frequent when he comes and visits, <laughs> where they give you the little piece of paper and you can say, oh, I want blue cheese and I want you this on my burger and, and you check it off. I think that would be- really help this place because then you could go up and know what you're getting. Like, and, and this is not a, a shot against the place. It's great and I recommend it because of the price and the fun and you get to eat all you want. But if I'd never been there before, it's the, you, you, so if there's people behind you in line and now you're sitting, well, do I take, well, maybe this is just I'm the most indecisive human being on the face of the earth. <laughs> but do <laughs> I take oregano? The point. Yeah. Do I take oregano or do I take eggplant? Oh wait, maybe I want to go Mexican and I, like, you have to kind of think about what you're going to get. Yeah, I think, I think you, you need to tour the buffet before you mm-hmm. get in line. Because, well, because for one thing, the meats are, Almost to the end, so you you, you got to kind of plan what vegetables you're gonna get before you even get to the meat. So, but then again, I saw the dude next to me who put like every meat known to man on. I'm like, that's nice. He had like meatballs, Italian sausage, chicken, and a pork chop. Which is <laughs> nice to no end because <laughs> I don't want to mix my meats. But he's probably one of those you that can orders do what you want. every single and so dish on the really menu getting an overview, one. like Tom said, so you know. Okay, there's seafood. If you really are basically planning a meal, and unless it's you're like that guy, I forget his name, Gordon, Gordon whatever. Ramsey. Was that no, not that guy. He's the mean one, right? Yeah, he is. Oh, Gordon Elliott. Gordon Elliott, where he used to show up at people's houses, open the fridge, and make door knock dinners. Yes, you don't want to do that while there's people online because that's kind of how I felt the first time. Because it's like I said, in a normal Mongolian barbecue. You know what you're getting. You're getting some version of stir fry. Where here you could make pasta or you can make this. So I just think, like Tom said, touring the menu, touring the plan and kind of in your mind having a plan. Now if you want to do a, you know, a whole spreadsheet thing, cause I know if you're listening to Disney podcasts, there's probably a good shot that you do things like that. I'm just saying. <laughs> Not our um, listeners, no. No. But, um, you really like to get the best, most out of it. There are things where I was, went, oh, next time I'm going to get the burger first because I really want the burger or, I'm going to do pasta or I'm going to try the Mexican dish or whatever. Um, so that's I'm just kind imagining. Of, I'm sorry. So um, th- those are kind of my tips is to make sure that you um, think about it, think before you eat. So you really get the best what exactly you want and then don't just kind of get, you know, you make your your thing and wish you, you regret your dish because you can basically <laughs> make, well, no, you're spending money. Yeah. That's the whole point of the diz. If you mix your sauces bad, yeah. Yeah, so um, now I did bring up the question about, well, what if I have some kind of food allergy? Because, I mean, all the food is next to each other. And so, um, and they just, you know, move it over and everything. You know, what if you have a food allergy? And they said that they have a special griddle in the back, which oh, nice. I that or, or I don't even know if it's a griddle, but they have, they cook something separate in the back if you can't have things mixed. They nice. probably have pans, uh, yeah. you know. To be honest, if I had a food issue, I wouldn't go. I just don't. I mean, you got food, raw food out there with with, yeah, with all kinds get, of tongs that, that could be yeah. touching did each that, other. All that, raw don't go. all that raw chicken and pork and stuff concern you at all, Tony? I was like, I guess this is okay. <laughs> like, like I'm like, cook it enough. I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah, like I trust it. It's an ice, but no, it was just it was weird. It was just I wasn't used to seeing it. Like in a Mongolian barbecue place, it's frozen. So you know it's frozen. We're here. It's raw chicken, and you'll see the pictures. 
But did I ever get chicken? I don't think I did. I think I only got beef. <laughs> Not because I was afraid of the chicken. I mean, I had the ground beef just sitting there, and I had three of those burgers, yeah. so a double and a and a single the other day. Um, but um, obviously, it's okay because they have. Where are the locations? They have five locations, Boston, Massachusetts, Providence, Rhode Island, Cambridge, Massachusetts, Lake Tahoe, and Anaheim. Wait a second. I just read them. Yeah. Pizza night every Tuesday. Oh. Did we say pizza? Yes, that's right. Grilled pizza. Have you ever had pizza made on a grill? In addition to the, okay, so, um. It's good stuff. Yeah. And it's, it's like I said, it's a, so basically all in all, it's a fun place. So the atmosphere is fun. It's a good value for the um, price. I think sixteen ninety nine at dinner, thirteen ninety nine at lunch. And if you think of what you're going to get for sixteen ninety nine in the parks, and how long did it take for you to walk, Tom? Oh, what fifteen minutes? Yeah, yeah I mean, it doesn't take long at all. I mean, it's right behind for people who know the area. It's right behind the the Anaheim Plaza Hotel. So yeah, I would walk for sixteen ninety nine for that. Because for sixty nine nine you're gonna get a burger and fries and a drink yeah. at um, Disneyland, and it's a fun place. It's a fun, fun atmosphere. It's neat, and especially you know that's something that I think kids might like because they get to pick what they want and then see it cooked. And, and uh, I, I think it's a fun place. And I, I have I do I is it a fun place? What, fun? <laughs> it's not fresh. Well, actually, it is. Actually, it is. <laughs> it's fresh. It's better be. Yeah, better be. Um, it's um one one other tip Tony is if if you're you know with your your family and stuff is to make sure you stick together on the buffet and to make sure you go up to the grill together because that way cuz you you actually spend a lot of time just standing there waiting for your food and you half your family could be at the table eating and you you're not it's not family time. I know. Tom really missed me. I did. And well, he was and, the- and, but we kind of did that both times as we, you waited, I waited for you or you waited for me that for yeah. the second course so that we would be, you know, going together rather than one of the other sitting, sitting at the bar alone. No, that is a good point. So then you're not, yeah, if, or else you're basically eating by yourself yeah. while the other one's cooking. Yeah. Cause it's not like a buffet where you go and then you're just a few minutes behind. It's, they're it's, making... it's yeah, you got a few minutes picking your stuff out, and then several minutes while your while your stuff's being cooked. So, so if you take all of our tips into consideration, I think you'll really enjoy yourself at Fire and Ice. And for the price, and the fact that people get to pick their own food, and it's all you can eat, I would go ahead and walk across Harbor Boulevard and give it a shot. Excellent. Thank you, Tony. That is going to do it for this segment of the Diz Unplugged. Be sure to catch our other Disneyland shows this week. And, of course, we'll be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening.